0: Good morning, and welcome to the Awake Life with Anjali Love, where we share stories of those living their Dharma to inspire and support you in living yours. And today, I wanted to come on to talk about this theme of safety. Um, Because a lot of us were conditioned uh, in our growing up and in our culture to live a very safe life and to find stability outside of us Um, but i think that living a life of dharma it takes finding that inner stability and that inner strength and that deep trust of yourself because when you're on the dharmic path you're listening to those subtle whispers of your heart for how you're meant to share And how you're meant to show up in this world. And I truly believe that every single one of you has a unique way of sharing. And that every single one of you has gifts that you are meant to share in this world. But so many of us uh, dim our light and don't really listen to those subtle whispers because of our conditioning or because of this idea that we need to be safe. And so I'm going to share a few stories from my early 20s. And hopefully it will inspire you. Who knows? But I was called to share these stories with you today. So I am. So I grew up in, I'm 52. And I grew up in a family um, with very traditional roles. So my father was a firefighter. And he had that job for his whole life. And he also worked a second job at the airport in customs to support the family. So he was a really hard worker. And my mom had the traditional role of raising kids and taking care of the household and cooking meals. And, you know, that, you know, that worked for them. And that's how, you know, that's the environment I grew up in. So what I internalized from that and the messages that I received as a child my conditioning was that you know you grow up and you get married and you have a husband and that's going to keep you safe and the other message i received is that in terms of work you get a job that's really safe and my parents got married really young and they didn't go to college Um, so it was a desire for them for us to go to college which was really wonderful but you know It was really about, you know, getting a job that was safe and, you know, getting a husband and creating a life, um, you know, of, you know, again, that stability and that inner security. And so after college, I got a job at uh, UC Santa Barbara where I went to school. I had a few adventures before that, Um, but I got this really wonderful job. As a academic advisor for English students in the English department and it was a state job and so in California, getting a state job is great because you get benefits you have retirement, I mean it's a great job to have and working at a college is really wonderful. Um, but. You know, what I discovered in being an academic advisor is that students would come and talk to me about their, you know, their issues that they were having. And I started to have this desire to help in a different way. And I really wanted to be a counselor um, at, you know, at the college level in a different way, not just an academic counselor, but working in the counseling center. Um, But in order to do that, I had to go to graduate school. And so at the time I had a boyfriend whose family was very much into higher education. And so that kind of gave me that like courage to apply to grad school. And my parents like did not understand it. You know, they w- were like, you have this great job. Like, why are you going to grad school? They thought it was somewhat extravagant spending all this money, you know, cause grad school is expensive. And so from, you know, at the time when I was that young, I was like 22, I felt really not supported by them. And like, why did they, you know, why were they upset? And, you know, and looking back again, they just, you know, didn't, it was, they just didn't get it. You know, why I would want to do that. Um, So I went to grad school and again, spent all this money, (laughs) went into debt, uh, And I was in, you know, it was wonderful, but I was in so much fear as well, looking back at that time. And after I graduated from grad school, I didn't get a postdoc right away. Um, So I worked as a year as a legal secretary. Um, And then I got a postdoc. And when I got a postdoc, Um, I only made $3,000 for the entire year. (laughs) So I worked at Whittier college, which was my dream to work at a college counseling center, but I made no money. So I was living on credit cards. And again, my parents were like, what are you doing? You know, you're, you know, you're spending all this money, but there was just something in my heart that just kept moving forward. So after my postdoc, I, you know i got um, again i struggled with getting a job i had to get licensed again a whole bunch more money to get licensed um you know so getting a doctorate in psychology it's it's a journey and thank goodness i did it in my 20s um but anyway so after grad school and after getting licensed um i got a job at a health insurance company and then i finally got a job like my dream job at Sac State, which is another state job working at a college counseling center. It was a tenure track position, which is, you know, in California, the ideal position because you could never get fired from a tenure track position. It's a really secure position. You only work 10 months out of the year. You get summers off, you get spring break, you get holiday break. It's a really, it's a really sweet gig. Um, But I ended up quitting that job after two years to open a private practice. And again, people thought I was insane. Like, what are you doing? And my parents too, like, what are you doing? You know, you, you have this secure job, but there was something calling out to my heart. Uh, So I ended up opening a private practice and this again this this job where there was no external stability like no company to sort of take care of me retirement none of that stuff it was all on me and and just again just breaking free from uh, the conditioning of how I was taught to live my life you know like how kind of what I internalized was you know you get this stable secure job you get a husband, and then your life is sweet. And there's still a part of me, you know, I'm 52 years old, and there's still a part of me that that's a, that belief comes up, like, oh, I should just get a stable job, or oh, I wish I was married and had that security. Um, but you know, the last number of years, you know, I'm a single parent. I I've had a private practice. I opened a yoga a couple of yoga studios. I run retreats and trainings, and it's it's I love it. It's so much fun. Like I know, I know when I'm teaching that I am meant. I know with my whole heart that I am meant to share the teachings of satwa Yoga. I know it in my being. It's just you know when you're sharing what you love, and I'm sure you can relate to this you just know it with your whole heart you feel it. it and and but what happens is the conditioning sometimes comes up that fear of oh, i need security outside of myself or i need someone or something to latch onto and that's why it takes this inner stability this inner strength to deeply trust yourself because i have people outside of me telling me Um, what to do like you should do this or why are you doing it this way or you know like people you know will tell you what to do and then what happens for me is I get confused my mind just starts racing 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 and I'm like in misery and struggle but when I'm in my practice and when I come to silence in my meditation and my kriya and my breath practice I am in deep, deep trust that I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing. Even though there's challenges. Even though fear comes up for me. uh, Even though I'm not quite sure what my five-year plan is. And you know those job interview questions? Like what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? And I've had like, you know, I've I've had people ask me that and, and I just say I I have no idea where I'm gonna be in five years or ten years from now. And there's kind of a joy in that because I know like I want to be happy, I want to be sharing these practices, I want to be fulfilled, I want to be evolving and growing in my being, I want to be at peace with myself. But in terms of what that looks like externally, um, that's kind of slipped away. You know, I, in my 20s, I had visions of what I wanted my life to look like, you know, getting married, having kids, having a certain career, a certain job. And the more that I evolve and grow, all that dissipates. And what becomes more important is how I want to be in my life, like how I want to be experiencing my life. And for me, what I want to be experiencing is a sense of peace and contentment and ease and joy and less struggle. Because a lot of my life, uh, regardless of what's happening on the outside, has been a lot of intense, like, battle and struggle with the self. It's almost been like torturous to be with myself at times. Um, But Thank goodness for the teachings of yoga, because I've grown this place inside of a deep trust in myself and a deep peace and this ability to be with myself in silence, this ability to witness uh, the you know when those thoughts come up that are staticky or fearful or self hating to witness those thoughts. And not to respond to them. And to really come back to this place of um, being able to be with my heart. And what brings me back there is teaching. Doing what I love. Like I love sharing the teachings of satwa Yoga. I don't know why. But I just freaking love it. Like I love teaching Kriya. Like Kriya is my jam. I love it so much. And I don't know why. But I love it. And that's how it is. When when you're living your path of Dharma, the mind totally drops. You know, whatever it is you're meant to share in this world, whether it's writing, whether it's being a parent, whether it's, you know, whatever it is that you enjoy doing, um, I say do more of that and trust yourself. And whenever the mind comes up, the conditions of, you know, how you should be living your life, you know, just witness that as, oh, that's just mental chatter. And nothing outside of me, nothing outside of you is going to bring you safety. Like nothing. As much as the mind wants to think that there's something or someone outside that's going to make you safe, there's really not. Because I have had safe jobs, I have had safe relationships and I was freaking miserable (laughs) Uh, because I wasn't at peace with myself. And in these last few years I've had, you know, I've had moments of like deep, just deep peace and deep trust and deep knowing like I've never had before. and. Of course, we we want to have relations and connections and people around us and all of that. Um, Of course, we do. But if you're not at peace with yourself, you're not going to be able to enjoy them uh, as much as you could. So, yeah, so that's what I wanted to share with you today. Um, To giving yourself permission to break free from your conditioning. To deeply trust yourself, to cultivate a practice that brings you back to uh, your heart and that deep trust. So whatever that practice is for you, for me, it's uh, meditation and kriya yoga. So uh, breath practices and mantras. Um, it, it shifts. It shifts me on the level of energy and which helps to impact my thoughts and my nervous system. And uh, that's the thing that always brings me back to that inner place of stability and trust. Kriyas are also a great way to awaken your intuition and to start to connect to your heart and the wisdom inside of you beyond thought, beyond the mind, and to really start waking up to... Uh, your gifts. Um, So I share Kriya practices um, in all the retreats that I do, all the trainings, uh, my classes and there's also going to be an online studio coming in January 2020. So hopefully this discussion was helpful to you and my wish for you is that you continue to evolve and grow and realize that you are light and to start to wake up uh, to that fact that you have something to share, that you have many, many gifts, and that you are needed in this world. Sending lots and lots of love your way and uh, have an amazing day.